the MLP Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to download the SGP app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everybody to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, joining you from Newcastle upon Tyne uh, in England and joining us from 4,000 something or other miles away is the OG. Uh, you've got the two old timers tonight. Uh, we remember when this was all fields. It is Moonaf Manji. Moonaf, mm-hmm. hello mate, how are you doing? Hey, what's going on, Malcolm? Uh, glad to be here with you. Uh, another week of baseball. We're we're now getting into, I guess, the meat uh, of the season. Now it's going to be uh, attention's going to be on us for the MLB season as hockey's winding down, and we're now into the NBA finals. So um, glad to be you know here with you, and hopefully we can grind out some winners here. Yeah, and the uh, obviously the the football's finished as well. There was a I think there was mm-hmm. a game on Saturday night. Moon off. I didn't watch it. I was at work. Um, do you, you shit? Yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> shaking your head. This is a family show, so I won't mention the three words that you said when I uh, when we when we first got on the Zoom call. Moon after you with three words advising me to eat something, uh, and it wasn't a biscuit, so uh, we'll just leave that. <laughs> oh, he's really pleased with himself as well. If you can see his little face, um, today is the 30th of May, and we're going to handicap the games for Tuesday, May the 31st. And we threw out a little uh, turbo episode earlier on this afternoon, myself and Dylan, um, covering the the Memorial Day games because there's day baseball, so we had to get that one out quick. Um, I threw it. The Brewers is my luck, and they are uh, seven six up, bottom of the ninth. So uh, they're close to getting it over the over the line. So hopefully that's a sign of a, uh, things to come. I think I went exactly fifty percent last week, which isn't the end of the world. I was forty and forty. Um, so, um, in MLB terms, um, we've been going along okay, I think. Uh, Noah's getting stuck into the college baseball. I think there's something happening there this week as well. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, lots to look forward to. But we can uh, get stuck into this um, Tuesday slate. There's one double header. Um, so, I think there's, oh, what, 15, 16 games, something like that. Uh, the first game is a, is the double header, the first, uh, the first half of the double header, which is the, Minnesota Twins at the Detroit Tigers, which is a 110 Eastern first pitch. Devin Smeltzer uh, is going for Minnesota. And Ronnie Garcia uh, is on the hill for the Detroit Tigers. Uh, the lines are Minnesota minus 140. Yeah, and Detroit plus 120. The overall under is set at 8.5. Um, Smeltzer, someone I've had my eye on. I picked him up. I think in the D-Gents League, actually, I got a bit of a hiding off um, Captain Insano uh, this week, so I'm not as full of myself as I was the week before uh, when I thumped Noah. But I did pick up Devin Smelter in the... Um, and he's gone really well. He's uh, he's 1-0 and 
with a 1-0-40 RA, started three games, pitched 17 and a third with eight strikeouts and a 0-81 whip. Um, Roddy Garcia going for Detroit. Um, he's featured in nine games. It only started one of them. He's had eight games out the pen. Um, he's pitched 18 innings with 22 strikeouts and a 0-83 whip. Uh, Ronnie Garcia sort of surprised us all um, by starting uh, last week. Elvin Elvin Rodriguez, I think, was the other pitcher as well. Detroit just had no, I mean, no pitching left at all. Um, so Garcia, amongst others, was one of the people who had to fill in. Um, in Smelter's three games that he started, he's pitched 19 and a third uh, with and given up two earned runs. Uh, he's just been absolutely fantastic. Garcia... Uh, hasn't been terrible. He gave up uh, two earned runs in four innings at Minnesota last week. Uh, so they have seen each other. Um, this seemed quite straightforward to me. It's just at the edge of what I'd be happy giving out. But Minnesota was seven and three in the last 10. Uh, like Smelter, not so keen on Garcia. And Minnesota, the better team. Minus one four, he looked like a fair price. It's a little bit chalky, um, but sometimes you just have to wear. Uh, Take the good chalk, and I thought Minnesota at minus one forty was a good price here, Muna. Yeah, I mean you covered pretty much everything there. Um, Smeltzer's been really good. I mean, I don't think there's a better way to put it. He's only allowed uh, two earned runs, and like you mentioned, in about seventeen plus innings for uh, the uh, Twins. There, the offense started to come back around for the Twins as well. Um, so I think that's a good sign for you here again for Ronnie Garcia. Um, you know, he's he's been good as well. Uh, he actually did face Minnesota in his last start uh, or in his last appearance where he did go four innings, did all three hits, two earned runs, did give up a long bomb, uh, also had two walks in that game. So at minus 140, I don't hate the Twins here, Malcolm. You're on mute, Malcolm. There you go. I, did, I knew I was on mute. I was unmuting myself, but I couldn't find the right page. So I did make it there. It just wasn't the usual type that I usually make. So it's nice to do something different. The second game is a 6 10 Eastern first pitch. There we are into the evening slate. So just the one afternoon game. Uh, this one is uh, the Kansas City Royals at the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, it is Daniel Lynch uh, for KC and Cal Quantrill for Cleveland. The lines are uh, KC are plus 135. Um, the Guardians are the favourites at minus 155. The over or under is set at nine. Uh, Daniel Lynch, two and three, a 392 ERA, pitched 39 innings with 37 Ks. Uh, Cal Quantrill is one and three, a 342 ERA. He's pitched 47 and a third with 28 Ks. Um, Lynch has been okay, but that's it. Um. Possibly expected a little bit more from him. However, he is on this poor um, Kansas City team, so he doesn't get a lot of support. Mm. Uh, giving up six earned runs in his last couple. Um, Quantrill, we've talked up a little bit over the last few weeks, I feel, on this show. I've handicapped him a few times. His last two starts have been great. There are three earned runs in 13 innings, which is very playable. He did walk four last time, so we need to keep an eye on that. Um, Casey or... Um, weak really. They're, they're two and eight in the last ten. They're eight and fourteen on the road, which is a telling stat. Um, and that's why Cleveland are a, a, a short price. I couldn't do much else. I, I do lean Cleveland. Early on, a couple of hours ago, I saw a ten. I took some under ten 
um, which I thought was okay because, like I say, I think Quantrill can go well. Lynch has been okay, and and I don't think uh, KC are going to contribute many runs here. Uh, that line's now moved to nine, which puts it kind of, it's it's really on the tipping point for me. So uh, no strong feelings either way. I do think Cleveland will win, but I'm, I can't give them out a minus 155. Uh, did you have a more exotic angle on this one, Muna? I think the one thing that concerns me about the uh, Cleveland Guardians is that they're not very good against left-handed pitching uh, so far this season. They are second to last in team batting average against left-handed pitching. Uh, they're batting about 210 as a team. Uh, they're down there with the Diamondbacks and surprisingly the Houston Astros, who are the worst team um, as far as facing left-handed pitching. Same thing, you know, in hits. Um, they're right there at the bottom. And then we take a look at RBIs as well. Um, they're, you know, they're in the bottom fourth of the league as well. Um, and again, but we kind of look at what you mentioned about call control. Uh, he's been pretty good against the Kansas City Royals. His last four starts against him, he's won all four of those games. He's a perfect 4-0. Um, I love your pick here about the under here. Um, again, if 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 uh, Kyle Control is going to have that success and, again, how well Daniel Lynch or Daniel Lynch has looked good, but against, you know, Guardians going up against left-handed pitching is what I'm trying to say is that they're not very good. So I think that's a good look towards the under in this game. Um I don't have a preference on the side, but I do agree about your underplay. Okay, fair enough. Uh, a little co-sign there from Moonaf. The 6.45 Eastern first pitch is the San Francisco Giants at the Philadelphia Phillies, which is Jacob Junis at Ranger Suarez. Um, the Phillies are favourites at minus 130. Uh, the Giants are plus 110. Over or under is set at nine. Uh, Moonaf, do you want to lead us off with the Giants at the Phillies? Yeah, like you mentioned, uh, Jacob Junis is on the mound for the uh, San Francisco Giants series. Two and one so far this season with a 2.76 ERA, a whip of 0.95. Picked up his second victory in his last start uh, against the New York Mets, uh, where he did go six innings, did allow two earned runs in that game. Struck out four. Um, but he's been consistently giving up at least two earned runs over his last four starts. Uh, back on May 20th, he faced the Padres where he did allow four earned runs um, to them in six innings, did allow seven hits as well. Um, and then on the other side for, uh, let me, sorry, let me uh, tell you the away ERA so far for Junis. He's been good on the road. He has a 1.69 ERA with a whip of 0.94. So I think, um, that that's uh, that, that's something a plus obviously in his favor uh, in his favor. I'm sorry, Ranger Suarez is where I really have the concerns here. Malcolm, he's four and three on the year with a four point seven four ERA, a WHIP of one point five three. The one thing that really kind of stood out to me about him was that he's he gives up a lot of walks as well, um, you know, to opposing batters. And if we kind of take a look at his last three games. He's allowed at least three earned runs um, in all three of those games. He did give up five in his last start to Atlanta in Atlanta. Um, hasn't made it past. Uh, he has only made it to the past the fifth inning in once out of his last three starts. So I think that's a little bit of concern for me as well. And at home, he just hasn't been good. Malcolm five points, 5.48 ERA with a 1.69 whip. Um, and he's only one in two on the season there um, at, uh, on their home field. 
I was watching this Reds and Giants uh, series this past weekend, Malcolm, and as bad as the Reds pitching has been, the at least in those first two games, the Giants were not able to put up very many runs. I think they only scored three in those first two games. And their bats finally broke out in that third game, and it was really in the later inning. I think it was like seventh or eighth inning where they were able to get up about four more runs to get six. But I think this is going to be an area where the Giants really are going to have to come out and swing the bat against uh, Ranger Suarez just because he has been so awful. And if I think that if they're able to stay patient at the plate and draw those walks and get guys on base, I think that might be the difference for the for the uh, San Francisco Giants here. So. Uh, I can't get behind Ranger Suarez. Malcolm, I'm going to go with um, the Giants here with Junis on the mound. Um, I think that should be a plus price, I believe. Yeah, plus 110 uh, against yeah. the Philadelphia Phillies. So I'm leaning with the Giants here. And uh, I'm a little hesitant, but I kind of do like the uh, first five innings team total for the Giants. Uh, if they're able to get to Suarez early, I have no problem seeing them get over at least two and a half runs in that first five innings. Yeah, I would uh, just reiterate some of the points that you made in my notes here. The the, the word I've written next to Junis's name is steady. Um, he has been better on the road. Uh, Suarez has been struggling. Um, again, someone I've, I've got on that DGENS league, so I'm, I'm quite well versed in how he's been going lately. Uh, the Phillies themselves have been struggling as well, three and seven in their last 10. Right. Uh, the Giants are 12 and 10 on the road, so they're going okay. Uh, away from home. Um, I did. I got some one uh, plus one twenty-five early on against the Giants, uh, but plus one ten is a perfectly acceptable price as well. Uh, yeah, that's exactly the conclusion I arrived at. Moonaf was uh, the Giants on the money line uh, at plus one ten or bigger, if you can find it. Uh, next is a seven oh five Eastern first pitch: uh, Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles. Um, George Kirby. He's going for Seattle and uh, Baltimore is a TBD. Unfortunately, we have no pitcher uh, for them. Um, as a result, we have no lines. So I've got no lines anyway. Moon after anything for this? I'm seeing Mike uh, Bauman for the Orioles. He is a triple A uh, pitcher, okay. but um, again, not much history for him. He's been. He's really been coming out of the bullpen for the uh, Baltimore Orioles there, so not much there. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about George Kirby or not. I know we don't have lines um, in this game, but he's kind of been inconsistent over his last two starts. Uh, he gave up four earned runs to the Oakland A's uh, in five innings, and then he gave up five earned runs to the Boston Red Sox in um, Fenway Park back on uh, May 19th. So um, a little bit of trouble for him, but uh, I, I, we can't go off of much without lines, right? Yeah, not at all. Um, I wrote George Kirby up in my um, prospect slash rookie report, um, which you'll find on sportsgamblingpodcast.com, um, just with an eye to, to a possible fantasy pickup. And I think he's got a lot of upside, actually. Um, mm. There was a lot of talk about it before he got called up. He's had a little uh, few teething problems, which is fair enough. He's just a kid. He, um, he had a tricky start at Boston, which can happen to anyone. Um, Oakland got to him. Uh, a little bit. He's, he's got five and has given up eight hits actually in both um, his last two games. He did strike out nine Oakland days last time out. So there could be a, a, a strikeout prop there on George Kirby if you can find a nice line. Uh, but yeah, apart from that, yeah, not an awful lot else we can uh, give out on that game. Um, 
while we are um, talking about some nice, juicy price San Francisco Giants, if you want to get across to WinBet uh, and take some of that plus money, uh, make sure you use the WinBet's bet $50 to win $200 promotion, where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to 200 bucks in free bets. Plus, the WinBet Casino is offering a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. All users can receive a $20 free bet if they win, lose, or push with three or more leg. Build your own bet parley between Thursday and Saturday. Players can take advantage of the offer on the NBA playoffs. Uh, the match is coming to the win. You can bet on it at win bet. Take your pick. Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, minus 200. Uh, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes at plus 165. Uh, there's loads to choose from. All you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. The next game on the slate is a 7.05 Eastern first pitch. Good-looking game, this one. It's the LA Angels at the New York Yankees, and it's Noah Syndergaard and Jordan Montgomery. Um, if I can drag these lines out for you. The Angels are plus 150. The Yankees are minus 135. The overall under is set at nine. Uh, Syndergaard. Is four and two with a three zero eight ERA, uh, pitched thirty eight innings with twenty seven strikeouts, uh, a one zero eight WHIP. Uh, Montgomery is zero and one three thirty ERA, forty six and a third pitched thirty seven strikeouts and one zero six WHIP. Um, Thor started the season really really well, um, then had a little bit of a wobble, came back strong last time, pitched eight innings um, against Texas. Uh, only gave up one earned run on four hits. Um, however, he does have a 593 road ERA. He got um, his last road start was an absolute disaster, in fact. Um, Montgomery is fairly consistent without being flashy, gives up two or three every start. I've got a feeling tomorrow uh, on the road, New York back at home. They've had a tricky uh, series in Tampa Bay. A, 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 well-contested, hard-fought series, actually, that one. I fancy Syndicard could get blown up tomorrow. Um, however, with the Angels' offence the way it is, I can't get Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, right? You can very rarely afford to put them both in your DFS lineup. If I put Trout in, Otani hits all the bombs. Uh, like <laughs> last night, I think Otani hit two. If I yeah. put Otani in, Trout hits all the bombs. And if you put them both in, you have to pick the rest of the Oakland A's outfield as your, as your team because that's all you can afford. Um, so I thought the Angels could score some runs um, on Montgomery. And I also thought Syndergaard could get blown up. I thought that um, eight and a half, I saw it earlier on at eight and a half. I've got a nine. That doesn't really scare me. I thought there'd be some runs in this. Uh, so I wanted to take the over, Muna. Yeah, I mean, anytime you have these two type of offenses in Yankee Stadium, um, you know, you you can see some fireworks, especially like you mentioned with Otani and Mike Trout being out there. And we know how good the offense has been uh, for the um, for the New York Yankees as well. You know, we talked about Jordan Montgomery. He's consistently given up at least two earned runs over his last, what, six starts here. Um He's yep. gotten mostly to about the fifth inning for the uh, New York Yankees, but 
you know, he's turned over quality starts. He, he just hasn't gotten any wins yet for the New York Yankees. And I think one thing that I did want to take a look at in this game was probably the first five innings uh, to go over, possibly at four and a half. Uh, maybe that number will probably be at five by uh, the time the listeners get to this. I don't hate that number at over five. Um, I, I just kind of feel like, well, we talked about this in the Slack channel as well, when Jordan Montgomery is usually on the mound, um, there are runs being scored in his starts. Um, de- just depends on who the opponent is. But uh, you talked about Syndergaard. It's crazy that he's had about, what, seven starts so far this season. And three of them have came against the Texas Rangers. The other ones have been against Boston, yeah. where he gave up three in Fenway Park. The first start was against the Houston Astros at home. And, again, you highlighted it about Noah Syndergaard, that he struggles on the road so far. Now you're going into a hitter's ballpark. The short porch in right field, you know, we may see some runs being put up early in this game. So uh, the 5.93 ERA on the road, like you mentioned, Malcolm, a 1.46 whip. Uh, I got to look towards the Yankees here, and I do like the Yankees team total in this game as well. Okay, so double bubble on the over. Uh, 7.07 first pitch, Chicago White Sox at the Toronto Blue Jays. Another good-looking game. Probably yeah. the best-looking pitching matchup on the board as well. Uh, Lucas Giolito against Kevin Gosman going for the Blue Jays, who are the minus one fifty favourites. The Chicago White Sox are plus one thirty. Over under set at seven and a half. Moonaf, tell us about this one. Yeah, like you mentioned, Lucas Giolito on the mound for the Chicago White Sox. He's been solid this season. He's three and one uh, with a two point six three ERA, a WHIP of one point two seven for the Chicago White Sox. His last start was uh, a, a good one against uh, the Boston Red Sox, where he went six innings, did allow five hits, but only gave up one earned run. Um, did have four walks in that game. I think that's a little bit of a concern uh, there, but uh, Giolito is, is is prone to giving up the walks. He's given up at least two walks in at least, I think, his five out of seven starts. Also does get the strikeouts as well. Over his last five starts, uh, Malcolm, he's get, had at least um, seven strikeouts in four of them. And if you want to go all the way back to April 24th against Minnesota, he had nine strikeouts in that game as well. So maybe if you see a strikeout prop for Lucas Giolito uh, tomorrow, I think that might be worth a look here. But no, he's he's been solid at home and he's been solid on the road as well. 2.89 ERA on the road with a whip of, whip, sorry, of 1.29. Kevin Gossman, four and three so far this season. 2.25 ERA, a whip of 1.04. Uh, his last outing, he was very solid against the St. Louis Cardinals on the road. Six, six shutout innings. Uh, did allow four hits, but didn't translate to any wins. Did have eight strikeouts in that game as well at home so far this season. The ERA is a little bit higher for Kevin Gossman, um, 3.44. But the whip has been consistent on the home and road splits. Um, I'm sorry, he uh, has a 2.74 ERA at home this season for Toronto with a whip right there, 1.13. Uh you know, when I was looking at this game, I really couldn't, you know, differentiate a side here. I kind of do like the under in this game, Malcolm. Uh, we have two good pitchers here on the mound here. I just feel like the Toronto Blue Jays offense still hasn't come around. Um, I think if you patiently wait, you may be able to get an eight later uh, or maybe even closer to game time. Um, but with these two stud pitchers on the mound, I think that if you're able to get an under eight in this game, uh, that's the way I would look at it uh, for uh, for a play in this game between the White Sox and the Blue Jays. Yeah, I wrote down that the seven and a half <clears throat> looked like a really fair number. Um, yeah. Whichever way you try to you try to split this, 
And it's interesting looking at these two teams in the standings. Uh, we said sort of the start of last week, Toronto were just getting a worrying number of games back. They, they, it was approaching double figures. They've they've gone on a little streak since. They've they've won five in a row um, and they're five and a half games out. I think they'll be uh, looking to turn the screw a little bit more uh, at home on this homestand they've got coming up. They are 14 and 80 at home. Um, the White Sox have been a struggle to watch lately. They're not they're not an easy team to watch. Uh, they're really struggling to put anything together to get any kind of momentum. They're um they're 23 and 23, but their expected win loss is 18 and 28. That's five games they've won. Uh mm-hmm. that um all things being equal, they shouldn't have won. You hardly ever get a swing like that. You normally in these expected win losses, it's there's one game in it. You know, there's one game that you should have won that you could have lost, kind of thing. Yeah. Um Five is an incredible number in such a, a small sample size. So, yeah, White Sox are struggling a little bit. Um, behind Giolito, though, it seems a, a bit of a different proposition. And I just thought that seven and a half was a fair number. I would take the undead, uh, not something I, I tend to do, but it looks like a fair number. Uh, Giolito will go. So, this could be a little bit of a pitching matchup. Uh, and I'll be looking forward to watching that one. And as you point out, Muna, if there is an eight uh, kicking about, then all the better. Yeah. Yeah, next is. Uh, 7-10 Eastern first pitch, which is uh, the second half of the doubleheader, the Minnesota Twins and the Detroit Tigers. Um, no picture for the Twins. Can't find a picture anywhere. Uh, as we've been recording, um, Joey Wentz has gone up as the probable picture for the Detroit Tigers. Uh, I've got no lines on it. Um, I can't even tell you much about Joey Wentz. He's uh, lefty, 0-1, with the ERA moon off. What is ERA moon off? Top of your head. Uh, the way you're saying it, it has to be above 15. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is 20, 20.25. Um, oh, God. He's only pitched uh, two. He's pitched two and a third. Uh, so let's not <laughs> uh, hammer him too much. He did give up six runs, Moonaf, in those two and a third. <laughs> uh, two and two thirds on seven hits. Uh, so, yeah, we'll have to see what Joey wins. Yeah, the little... The little video headline under the page I'm looking at says, Wentz takes lessons from Major League debut. So, yeah, let's hope he has taken some lessons tomorrow. Uh, but, yeah, apart from that, I've got nothing to add on this uh, second part of the doubleheader, Moon, have you? Yeah, uh, I see Cole, Cole Sands is going to get the start uh, or project okay, the Okay, yeah, I know the name. For uh, the Minnesota Twins. He's coming off the IL is what I'm seeing with a groin injury. Um did have two appearances this season, uh, I guess, out of the bullpen uh, against Tampa Bay. He gave up two earned runs in two innings. And then against the Houston Astros on May 12th, he gave up one earned run over uh, two innings. So, I don't know, maybe look at an over in this game, possibly, if if the weather conditions are correct um, or they're in favor of, uh, of an over here, especially with Joey Wentz. And it's crazy to think that he gave those runs up against an Oakland A's team, and now you have a – the Minnesota team coming into town where, you know, I guess you can say they are a better hitting team for sure. And, you know, Carlos Correa is back in the lineup as well for the Minnesota Twins, but not much else. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, if you want to uh, know what uh, Tommy Farm and Jock Peterson were arguing about, uh, the Fantasy Football League, um, they were arguing in the chat box on Sleeper. <laughs> uh, which is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. I cannot get over uh, that two grown men, uh, two professional sportsmen, were arguing about the fantasy football league uh, on 
uh, on the field and it came to blows. That's absolutely outstanding. Uh, but yeah, if they weren't on sleeper, then um, they both deserve a slap anyway. Uh, it's a game-changing product, uh, better than anything else in the industry. I've got half a dozen leagues on there. Um, far and away the best platform. Um, but they've added something new, uh, which is their over-under game. Uh, dead easy to play. Choose a couple of players that you like and pick the over-under uh, i.e. number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then if you choose the stake you want to play, you can win anywhere from two to 20 times that stake uh, by being right. Um, chat box is really good fun. You can chat with your friends, talk a bit of smack in there. You can copy your friends' picks across to your page with the tap of a button. So it's loads of fun. Um, download Sleeper to play their over-under game. And if you use the code uh, sleeper.com slash SGPMLB, Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. So join our squad and get the 100% deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGPMLB. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Next is 710 Eastern first pitch. The Cincinnati Reds at the Boston Red Sox. Um, we've got another TBD picture here, unless Munaf knows a bit better. It is his Boston Red Sox. I've got Lewis Castillo going for the Cincinnati Reds. Mm. Um, oh, I've got Michael Wacker, actually. Does yeah. that sound good to you? Yes, sir. Okay, then. Uh, so, Michael Wacker. Um, I've got no odds, though. So, Munaf, if you've got any odds, then you can handicap the game for us. Yeah, uh, let me see if there's odds on this game here. Give me one second. Uh, Tuesday. Um, I don't see it for two. Well, hold on. Cincinnati and the Boston Red Sox. Nope, I don't see a line, but I'll I'll walk you guys through okay. the pictures here. Uh, I think that it's just getting announced. But uh, like you mentioned, uh, Malcolm Lewis Castillo on the mound for the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, one and two so far this season with a 4.35 ERA, a whip of 1.11. Um, did get off to a shaky start in the first inning against the Cubs in his last game, but he settled in nicely. He's allowed at least two earned runs in every single start so far uh, in four starts uh, this season. He's gone. Uh, he's right around that five inning mark for the uh, Cincinnati Reds so far uh, this season. He, he's been, again, going back to last season where he was really, really bad for this uh, team, especially early on. Uh, but I think he's kind of trying to find his form again of what we kind of saw back in the 2020 season. But his ERAs both at home and on the road are above four right now. Now you're going up against a red-hot Red Sox team whose bats have finally come alive here, at least over the past two weeks here, and, and they're starting to swing the bat real well. Uh, Michael Walker on the mound for the Boston Red Sox. He is 3-0 and so far this season with a 2.83 ERA. Finally came back down to earth, uh, what people were trying to expecting from Michael Walker in his last start after being really lights out in his first six starts for the Red Sox. He went up against the Chicago White Sox uh, on May 26th, and in and four and a third innings, he did give up seven hits, five earned runs in that game uh, for the uh, sorry for Michael Walker. He has been kind of shaky uh, with the amount of walks that he has given up so far. He's allowed at least uh, two walks in every single start, except for his last one against the White Sox. Um, but other than that, he's really been consistent um, for for the for the Red Sox here, and they really needed that type of pitching because the pitching, I guess, uh, to put it nicely, has been questionable for this team uh, so far this season. 
Um, I can't, I, I don't want to sound biased here, but Malcolm, this uh, Red Sox team, especially Michael Walker at home, where he has a 1.17 ERA and a whip below one, uh, the bats right now is something that I can't fade for this Red Sox team. Um, you know, especially we've talked about this Reds pitching at volume so far this season, how the starting pitching hasn't been very good and their bullpen has not been very good either. So I expect the Red Sox to continue to put up runs against this team. I do like the uh, Red Sox in this game once this line does come out. Maybe even look at a minus one and a half on the run line for the uh, Red Sox in this game. Yeah, I um, I was looking at the, the Boston Red Sox record because um, that's kind of clinging on to on the relevance, really, they, they, they're now 10 games back, or well, actually, back to 10 games back. Um, but yeah, picked up a little bit lately, 7 3. You said the bats have been hot, but just talking back to that, um, expected win loss, the Pythagorean record, um, mm. 27 and 21, uh, yeah. is what Boston should be, but that's yeah. 23 and 25. And what actually, on the on the I know it doesn't play, but on the uh, expected win loss, Boston is second. Um, they'd be they'd be ahead of Toronto and ahead of Tampa Bay, um, so I expect uh, better things from from Boston. I think they can continue uh, with this little run that they've been on. It's really been their bullpen the that's out. like been been yeah, crushing them, the problem, right? Yeah. And they they've gone into they've gone into the eighth, even the ninth inning where they've had the lead and they they've really just coughed it up. And 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 like you just mentioned, that they should be. What four games above five hundred, but now they're you know sitting here ten yeah. games back. Yeah, so the, the player I would take out of that is um, is an over because Castillo mm-hmm. has been steady, and what I mean by steady is he's good for two or three runs every every game. Uh, and with Boston at home and the bats being lively, that could be three or four tomorrow. Um, Wacker, don't trust him. Uh, like you said, the the little bit of regression that we were expecting kind of hit last time. So yeah. um, we don't have a line. I would make the line maybe eight and a half moon half, something like that. Uh, seems about right. Um, and um, I would be looking for that to go over. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it came out to nine and then the game closed probably at nine and a half because, I mean, let's not discredit the, the, the bats of the Reds either. I mean, they have their bats have been really good. And again, we we were all waiting for Michael Walker to come down to earth, and he finally did in the in the in the game against the White Sox. So uh, I'm not going to argue against a, an over in this game. I mean, the Red Sox could probably put that up by themselves uh, in this game. The way they're hitting the ball right now. Yes, absolutely. Uh, 7:45 Eastern first pitch is the San Diego Padres at the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, Blake Snell and Adam Wainwright are the two pitchers. Um, I have no lines at all for this. Uh, I do not know why, because these pitches have been uh, slated to start for a long time. Uh, I'll throw this one over to you, Moon. After you have any lines, and then uh, what have you got for the game? Uh, Padres, Cardinals. Yeah, I think it just posted Mir Malcolm. I'm seeing minus 120 for the Cardinals and even money on the Padres money line over under is set at eight and a half with juice towards the under at minus 115. Uh, yeah, I'll dig right into the pitchers here, Malcolm. Uh, like you mentioned, Blake Snell, left-handed pitcher on the mound for the San, San Diego Padres. 0-2 so far this season with the ERA of 6, a whip of 1.22. Um, second start, sorry, this was, yeah, this is going to be his third start of the season uh, for uh, Blake Snell. First two starts against the Phillies in Philadelphia, three and two-thirds innings, gave up three earned runs, allowed three hits. 
And against the Brewers in his last start, five and third, three hits, three earned runs, has allowed a long ball in both of his starts so far. He did strike out seven um, in his last game against the Brewers, but he also has given up the walks as well so far. Uh, has Blake Snell, and like you mentioned, on the mound for the uh, Cardinals, Adam Wainwright, five and four so far this season with a 3.12 ERA, a 1.29 whip. Um had a rough start in his last start against the Milwaukee Brewers. In five innings, he did allow 10 hits, gave up three earned runs in that game. Three straight games where he's given up a home run to the opposition, which was against the Giants in, uh, sorry, uh, the Giants at home in Pittsburgh against the Pirates and then at home against the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, kind of looking at his splits so far, you know, they're pretty much even across the board so far this season. 3.13 at home, 3.10 at the uh, on the road so far. Whip is right there as well at home, 1.3, and on the road so far, 1.28. I'm curious to see how the St. Louis Cardinals have been against left-handed pitching so far. And to no surprise, I think that when you have Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado in your lineup and some of the other bats that they do have, they are number two against left-handed pitching as far as team batting average right behind the Colorado Rockies. They're batting 282 as a team. Uh, against lefties, they have uh, 10 home runs against left-handed pitching. Um, they are number, let's see here. Uh, they're right in the middle as far as team RBIs at 51. So it really hasn't, tra- the, the batting average is there as a team for this team, uh, but they're not scoring the runs. But I think this is a spot where they can get to um, get to Blake Snell, who has been struggling early on. Couple of plays I do like in this game is going to be the Cardinals team total first five innings. If your book does offer that at over two and a half, and also probably take the run line uh, first five innings for um, uh, the Cardinals as well behind Adam Wainwright. I feel like I trust Adam Wainwright more at home versus the road here, Malcolm. Yeah, trust is the key word here. I've got I've got two big question marks uh, next to the starting pitchers, Blake Snell, because we haven't really seen him do it yet. Um, and Adam Wainwright is more to do with the consistency. Started really well. Uh, the two teams seem really equally matched. If you were asking me to to pair any two teams out of MLB and sort of match them up in terms of ability, the Padres and the Cardinals seem quite a good comp for each other. Um, one player of note I will mention is Nolan Gorman for the Cards. I think he got a mention in my um, rookie report last month, so about five weeks ago. Um, he's come up and he's. Uh, been outstanding. He's hitting 367. Um, he is hitting a two-run homer tonight. Uh, the Cardinals lead the, lead the Padres 3-2 in the top of the seventh as we record this. Um, so, yeah, with the the two teams being quite evenly matched and the biggest question mark for me being over Snell, uh, I thought the St. Louis Cards at minus 120. I was waiting to see a price. Minus 120 seems like the fair price to me. Um I've got the word over and question mark written next to it. Um, so I'm not sure about that one, but yeah, but I'll take the cards and maybe have a look at Gorman to see if he can find some hitter props for us. Uh, the Brewers did manage to wrap up my lock of the day. They beat the Cubs by seven to six. Uh, and um, friend of the show, I'm going to say, Paul Blackburn is doing his thing. <laughs> I know you and um, Dylan talked about him in our little, uh, yeah. in our Friday um, weekend episode. And then, um, me and Dylan both independently picked him up as our dog of the day uh, in our bite-sized piece that we did earlier on. Uh, we both picked Paul Blackburn. That is um, 
he's held the Astros to three scoreless so far, uh, but has had no run support. That was always going to be the worry uh, when you take the Oakland days. Yep. Uh, next is uh, seven ten Eastern first pitch. The Washington Nationals at the New York Mets. Patrick Corbin's back, uh, the lefty for the Nationals. And Tre- Trevor Williams goes for the New York Mets. Uh, the Mets are minus 160 on the money line. Washington plus 140. Over or under is set at nine. Uh, this is... Um, yeah, so Corbin eventually got his win last time. He's 1-7, and seven, 6.30 ERA. Pitched 50 innings with 42 Ks and a 166 whip. Uh, Trevor Williams has started three games, appeared in eight total um, he's 0-3, 437 ERA, 22 and two-thirds, 22 strikeouts and a 124 whip. Um, yeah, so Corbin got his win. Um, he still gave up three earned runs on seven hits, even though he did get the win. Obviously, he got some run support there. His two starts before that, he gave up five and five. I mean, the ERA is six six thirty. It's not it's not a secret. Um Williams has been going okay. Um Three and two-thirds uh, last time out gave up no earned runs and one hit at San Francisco. He had one bad start, uh, a bad start at Colorado. Again, we tend to, or I tend to be able to put a line through those numbers. Um, I trust Williams, uh, but I did think both teams can contribute. Washington have scored quite a lot of runs, actually, uh, yeah. as much as we lament their offence. They've scored more runs than Atlanta uh, in that division. Atlanta is sitting... Uh, in second place with a decent record. Um, Atlanta have scored 198 runs. Uh, Washington have scored 201. Um, so Washington the Cable, I thought there could be a chance of an over here. Obviously, it's going to be relatively high as you expect Coleman to give you a head start of four or five uh, and then just see uh, what transpires after that. But that, that nine uh, doesn't seem egregious to me. Uh, plus 102 was the price. So uh, over nine... Uh, for the Nats and the uh, Mets, Muna. Yeah, I mean, echoing everything that you're saying here, Malcolm, um, can you really trust Corbin? I, I still don't trust him. I don't think I will. Um, and again, Trevor Williams, like you mentioned, has, has struggled as well. We know how the Mets offense has finally turned around this season. We talked about this a lot last year where the offense was really inconsistent, but they're, you know, they're living up uh, to the potential of what, the, of what this lineup can be so far. And I think that this might be a spot where they may be able to get to Corbin. I know Corbin has, I think he has already faced the Mets twice this season. He had one good outing against them back on May 10th, uh, five inch, five shutout innings. Did walk for that game. I think his first start this season against was against the Mets as well. So some recent success against the Mets, nine innings pitched so far this season. He's only allowed two earned runs in that span. So, um, you know, we talked about it with the Nationals offense, like you mentioned, that you know they they've they've been putting up the runs as well, so possibly a first five innings team. Uh, sorry, first five innings over here um, will be the way that, that I look at it. I think as soon as you start putting your money behind Corbin, I think that's where he's gonna you know uh, you're gonna regret <laughs> putting your money behind him because at any point, despite having that success that he has against the Mets so far this season, um, it can implode here real quick for you uh, in a game if you do put your money behind it. So. I think the safe play in this game is probably the the over as well, full game, and I'd probably um, condense that down to the first five innings in this game as well. Uh, the next game is one where we've just had the pitcher, or, or some, well, I've, I've 
dug out the picture who I think is going to start. Uh, but we've got no lines on this. Um, it's uh, an 8.05 Eastern first pitch between the Tampa Bay Rays and the Texas Rangers. Um, the Tampa Bay Rays was the pitcher in question. Um, I've got Ragan Yarbrough going uh, with Martin Perez going for the Texas Rangers, the lefty. Um, no lines at all. Moonaf, can you update us on that before I um, talk a little bit about Perez? Uh Rangers and Rays, I do not see a line either. Uh, but I'm putting Ryan Yarborough for the Rays. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'll talk you through the pictures, but then not much more to add. Um, Yarborough, uh, 0 1, 398 ERA, 20 in the third pitch, 17 strikeouts. Uh, Perez is 3 and 2, the 160 ERA, 56 in the third pitch, 44 Ks, and a no, uh, 0 99 whip, um, Perez. Um, Yarbrough looks better uh, he's getting back to something like he was a couple of years ago uh, he's been fairly consistent he's good for one or two earned runs in every start um, Perez has overperformed um, he's been excellent um, just two earned runs in his last 22 innings pitched uh, he's not as good at home um, however this was uh, really tricky I mean Texas are 10 and 12 at home. Tampa have got a decent road record at 11 and 8. I don't really know what to do here. Um, I've written down the under, um, not a strong name because I don't know what the under is going to be, but I thought this could be relatively low scoring because Perez is going well, uh, but Yarbrough's been better uh, than he has been for a long time. So I thought this uh, this could be relatively low scoring, but no no strong feelings. Um, Moon, after do you have much else to add to this one? No, not much else here. Uh, I was looking at the uh, batting splits as you were talking uh, against left-handed pitching. Uh, shockingly, Texas Rangers are number, let's see, number seven here, number six or number seven in RBIs against left-handed pitching. Uh, team batting average, they are, let's see here, they're top half in the league at 241. Um, I, yeah, I don't have much for this game, Malcolm. I would probably lean maybe with the home team here, uh, the Texas Rangers, but no definitive play. Okay, next, uh, another 805 Eastern first pitch. The Milwaukee Brewers, the Chicago Cubs, Eric Lauer uh, goes for the Brewers and Justin Steele goes for the Cubs. I've gone down on my page to find the odds and I should have gone up. There it is. I've only got money lines. Uh, Milwaukee, minus 140. The Cubs are plus 120. Uh, Moon, after we have any tools and can you uh, give us the winner? No, I think they're going to probably wait for the uh, win condition. Um, if it's blowing in, blowing out before they post a total. Uh, they usually do that on game day for these games that are Wrigley Field. We saw it this afternoon where winds were blowing out at 19 miles per hour. They scored 13 runs. So I think that's going to be the same case in their second game of the doubleheader uh, here on Monday as well. So they're probably just waiting for that wind direction. But um, yeah, like you mentioned, the Brewers were uh, with Eric Lauer on the mound. It's um, the, the home and road splits is what just kind of really stood out to me for him, right? At home, he has a ERA below one. He has a whip below one and he's a perfect three and oh. At home on the road, the ERA is respectable at 3.38 with a whip of 1.13. Uh, it's two and one um, on the road so far this season. Um, he's faced the Cubs back on April 30th, where he did go seven innings against them. And this was at home, uh, did allow five hits, did have 11 strikeouts in that game as well against the Chicago Cubs. So, uh, you know, he's having a pretty good season. 
On the other side, it's pretty ugly for Justin Steele, left-handed pitcher, one in five so far this season with a 5.40 ERA, a whip of 1.6. He just got absolutely crushed in his last start against the Cincinnati Reds in Cincinnati, where he was only, only able to go two innings, uh, did allow seven earned runs off of seven hits in that game, uh, two walks and two strikeouts. Um, and his splits as well at home, he has a 4.12 ERA and a away ERA of 7.04. And much of that has to do with what happened in that game against Cincinnati. But other than that, he, he's, he's been okay. I mean, um, you know, nothing glamorous, but prior to that start against the Reds, he, he, he only gave up more than two earned runs in one start in those previous five starts. So, um, Maybe he's able to find some consistency here against the Milwaukee Brewers, but I was still lean with the Brewers in this game. He did face the Brewers um, in Milwaukee uh, back on April 30th, three innings, seven hits, uh, four runs overall. Two of them were earned. So um, with the way Lauer is pitching, I got to go with the, sorry, with the Milwaukee Brewers here, Malcolm. Um, I just feel like that I have the better pitcher on the mound on the side of the Milwaukee Brewers and, um, I just don't trust Justin Seal, and you know he's kind of he's been okay, but I just don't trust him uh, coming off of the start against the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, this to me, I saw I saw minus one twenty five on this earlier on, uh, which is a, a life changing price if you ask me. Um, yeah. I've got three things written down here: uh, better team, better record, and Chicago Cubs are seven and fifteen at home. Um, Three things all pointing towards the Cubs. Um, minus 140, again, right on the limit, but it's not really a working man's price, but uh, it, it's, a, it's a good price for a winner. Maybe you can parlay that up with the Minnesota Twins uh, at a similar price from earlier on. Yeah, but yeah, it looks like a straightforward uh, Cubs victory to me, uh, unless the weather uh, gets right in the way, but that remains to be seen. Uh, next, A40 Eastern first pitch. Miami Marlins. At the Colorado Rockies. Uh, another question mark over the pitch area. I've got Cody Petit going uh, for the Marlins. Uh, Herman Marquez is going for the Colorado Rockies. Um, again, no lines for this one, Munaf, so I'll throw this over to you. Uh, Petit and Marquez, any lines? Um, there, I don't... I'm seeing Edward Cabrera for the Miami Marlins. Oh, but- okay, right. Yeah, I think yeah. we might get. Yeah, I see that he got called up by the Marlins uh, today, and he's gonna probably get the start tomorrow for the Rockies. So he's coming out of that minor league system for the um, Miami Marlins. And I'll, I'll quickly go through his minor league numbers uh, just to kind of give you perspective. Um, so he's allowed two earned runs at least over his last three starts. Down in the minor leagues, he did have a rough outing um, back on May 14th against Nashville. Uh, four and two thirds gave up six earned runs off of six hits. The walks are a problem for him. I've seen that he started six games in the minors or has six appearances where he's given up at least uh, three walks in four of those six games uh, for the Miami Marlins. So something to keep in mind tomorrow. And especially, I think he's in a very tough situation here, Malcolm, because he has, he's getting the start in Coors field. And, you know, we know that's a hitter's paradise, right? we see a lot of his runs being scored. Uh, Hermain Marquez, uh, what more can I say about this guy? He's given up at least two <laughs> earned runs in every single start so far. It's like for his opening day start against the Dodgers in his last start against the Washington Nationals. 
Six innings, five earned runs in that game. Um, he's gone at least six innings over his last four starts, but he's given up at least three earned runs in every one of those starts. I mean, date back to Washington um, in his home start there against the Washington Nationals. Five innings, 10 hits, seven earned runs against them. So the Washington Nationals have done damage against him, but every other team here has as well. So I think there's no other way to look at, at an over in this game, Malcolm. I mean, especially with the way Edward Cabrera is coming up from the minor league system for the Miami Marlins, getting thrown into Coors Field. You know, we know, we know the Colorado Rockies can hit as well. Probably looking at first five innings over, full game over, but not much on the side for me. I wouldn't be surprised if this total came out at 11 and a half or 12 runs tomorrow. Right. Uh, yeah, I've got nothing on this. Like I say, I had, a, I had an eye on Cody Batik, but it does sound like it's going to be Cabrera if they've made that uh, roster move to bring him up. Uh, yeah, so nothing for me on that one. Um, I will tell you, Herman Marquez could maybe do with some athletic greetings, Munaf, and yeah. the AG1 supplement. Uh, one delicious scoop of AG1, and Herman will be absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics and adaptogens to help him start his day right. It's a special blend of ingredients, supports gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy recovery, focus and aging. Uh, costs less than $3 a day, which will invest in, in your health. And AG1 supports better sleep. It has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give a free one-year supply of immune support in vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. That is athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Uh, next is 9.40 Eastern. Uh, first pitch, the Houston Astros uh, at the Oakland Athletics. Um Houston have just scored a run off Paul Blackburn is uh, the disappointing news I have to announce uh, in the game that's on as we speak. But tomorrow is Christian Javier uh, going for Houston and Frankie Montas uh, goes for the Athletics. Uh, Houston are the favourites, minus 140. Oakland plus 120. Over or under is set at minus... Uh, sorry, over or under is set at seven. Um, Javier... Is three and two uh, with a 243 ERA, uh, five starts and nine total appearances so far this season, uh, in which he's pitched 37 innings with 48 Ks and a 097 whip. Uh, Frankie Montas is two and four, 328 ERA, 57 and two thirds, 66 Ks and a 099 whip. Um, Javier was lit up. Last time on the road um, at the Nationals, uh, went for seven earned runs over three and two thirds. Um, his last two starts have been good, but they were at home and he's back on the road tomorrow. Uh, he's got a 6.08 road uh, ERA, which is a, a concern. Uh, Montas has been great. That 0.99 whip tells you everything you need to know. He's got a um, 2.58 home ERA. Um yeah, I thought Auckland were a perfectly serviceable price. Yeah, just um, question marks about Javi on the road. Um, Auckland have been competitive this season. Montas uh, is one of their star players. 258 ERA at home. 
So, yeah, no problem with taking Oakland at all. Plus 120 uh, for me there, Mina. Yeah, I agree with you here. Um, the Astros' bats are really struggling. Uh, you know, we saw that against the Seattle Mariners over the weekend series. They lost that series, and uh, Montas has been really good against the um, – uh, I'm sorry, uh, Christian Javier. Let me start with that that side. But uh, he struggled against the uh, Oakland A's. We kind of go back to last season. He's at, at least uh, in his last four appearances against the A's, he's allowed at least two earned runs in those spans. And they've really been out of the bullpen. Uh, going back to last season, he in the month starting from May, he gave up three earned runs in six innings, one earned run, sorry, two earned runs in one inning, two er, two earned runs in two and a two thirds and three earned runs in one and two thirds. So plain and simple, he's given up the runs against him. So I would probably look at the um, first five innings money line for the Oakland A's in this uh, game as well. Um, and Frankie, Frankie Montez, like you mentioned, he's been really good against the Astros. He's won four of the last five uh, starts against them going back to the last season. Uh, he hasn't allowed more than two earned runs in this over his last five starts against the uh, Houston Astros. So with a slumping bats here, Malcolm, for the Astros until they find their form here and the success that Frankie Montas has against the Oakland A's and the struggles that Christian Javier has, I think that kind of sums you right up to take this plus money prize with the Oakland A's. Excellent. Uh, if it's good enough for Munaf, it's more than good enough for me. Uh, 9.40 Eastern first pitch, the Atlanta Braves at the Arizona Diamondbacks is Charlie Morton against Humberto Castellanos. Uh, the Braves minus 165 and the D-backs at plus 145. Overall under a set nine. Munaf, take it away. Braves at D-backs. Yeah, Uncle Charlie on the mound for the Atlanta Braves here. Three and three record so far this season with a 5.28 ERA, a whip of 1.53. Um, he struggled to say the least, Malcolm, uh, so far this season. Uh, has Charlie Morton. He gave up four earned runs against the Phillies in his last start. Um, four and a third inning, nine hits, four earned runs. Uh, previous yard in, in Miami, five and a third, three earned runs. Had two decent starts there against the Padres and the Brewers. But other than that, he's given up at least uh, three earned runs. Um, and I believe here, what, let's say six out of his nine starts so far this season. So struggling to say the least here. Um, his splits, he's really been bad on the road so far this season. 6.75 ERA with a whip of 1.83, a record of one and three uh, on the road so far. He has a uh, walks per nine inning rate of 4.2 on the road as well. Um, and like you mentioned on the mound for the uh, uh, Arizona Diamondbacks is going to be Humberto Castellanos. Three and two with a 5.22 ERA. His last start, I mean, is there a lot to say? He went up against the Dodgers, so we scratched that out. I mean, we talked about this Dodgers lineup. That's a video game lineup, and you know they can get hits against pretty much any pitcher. But he got roughed up against them in four innings. He gave up ten hits, six earned runs. But he's also consistently been giving up runs as well. Um, previous to that Dodgers start, he's been going right around that five to six inning mark, and he has allowed at least two uh, earned runs in his previous three starts. I'm sorry, previous four starts. So with all that being said, Malcolm, I kind of like the first five innings team total. Uh, Full sorry, first five innings over in this game. We talked about Charlie Moore and how he struggles on the road. I don't trust Castellanos. Uh, Braves can go in there and put up runs. I mean, they got Ronald Acuna Jr. back. 
Um, we saw this offense break out yesterday for the Braves. Now they're traveling over to Arizona. Um, so I think that this might be an opportunity where we see some runs early and often between these two pitchers. So I'll take the over uh, first five innings uh, in this game. And I'll probably, um, I'll probably go with the Braves team total in the first five innings as well. Yeah, I think I think the over just seems obvious, doesn't it? Um, yeah. I, I think there's better days to come for both pitches. Um, obviously, we know what Morton can do, but I don't mind Castellanos. I've watched him a couple of times. Um, but until we see it, um, you've got to keep um, fading them. Once we start seeing them um, coming back the other way, uh, then we can maybe start siding with them. But until then, um, it's a stonewall over. Uh, play for me. Totally agree with you, Munaf. Uh, the final game is the Pittsburgh Pirates at the LA Dodgers. Um, probably the best team in baseball against the worst, I would have said. Uh, mismatch on paper. Uh, Pirates gave them a few good games, actually, quite recently. I think uh, this is a 10 10 Eastern first pitch. Um, unfortunately, it's another TBD pitcher. I've got nothing for the Pirates. I've got Julio Arias uh, going for the LA Dodgers. Um, I've got no lines either. So, uh, firstly, we'd have to have any pitcher for Pittsburgh. Uh, I see Mitch Keller is uh, slated to be on the mound uh, on one of the sites I'm looking at, uh, but no line uh, on this game for tomorrow, Malcolm, as of right now. Oof, I can walk you through the pitchers uh, if you want. Yeah, tell us about you can tell us about Urias. Yeah. Um yeah, Julio Urias, uh three and four so far this season. Uh, ERA is still good for him. He's had 2.49 with a whip of 1.06. Um, his last start was against the Washington Nationals in Washington. Um, over his last two starts, in fact, Malcolm, he's been really good. Uh, they were both on the road, 11 innings combined over his last two starts. Only allowed six hits, six hits and one earned run. Eight strikeouts to three walks. Um, his previous start, uh, the one where he got roughed up, was against the Phillies, where he did go six innings, did allow eight um, eight hits, five earned runs, four home runs he gave up in that game to the Phillies. But now you're going up against the Pirates. Um, Urias has been solid at home. I, I don't think there's a secret about that. Last season, 3.27 ERA, where he was 7-1. and one. And then this season so far at home, 2.65 ERA with a whip of 0.82. Uh, he is only one and one uh, at home so far this season. But uh, what I am seeing for the Pirates, uh, Malcolm, I'm seeing Mitch Keller is going to get the start um, in this game uh, is what I'm seeing. He did come out of the bullpen over his last two games so far for the Pirates, which was against the Cubs and the Rockies. Uh, he was pretty solid against the Rockies where he did go three in the third inning, did allow five hits, but only one earned run. But prior to that, he had been really atrocious when he was getting starts for this Pittsburgh Pirates team. So might be in a rough situation here when you're going up against the Dodgers and, and the lineup that they do have, uh, especially if you're going to, if you're trying to get his confidence back, Malcolm, I don't think this is a game where you want to attempt to start him, <laughs> especially against the Dodgers. <laughs> Um, no, it's not. Yeah, I think this price, I think all week we're going to see a price of north of $3 uh, for the Dodgers against this Pirates team. Uh, if you really want to bet this game, the only way I could advise it, probably take Dodgers team total runs. Or if your book offers it, not even a minus one and a half, but probably look at a minus two and a half um, for this series. But other than that, I don't have much else. Yeah, um, this might just be a, a, a rare leave alone game. You know, but in baseball, you can 
you can nearly always make a case for the underdog because teams will go and win. We've seen we've seen Baltimore turn over New York a couple of times at big prices. Yeah. And actually, like I said in, in the intro to this game, Pittsburgh um did okay against uh the Dodgers uh, fairly recently. But you just tomorrow might just be a leave alone spot, really. Arias has been great. Um Dodgers at home. And and yeah, Canna's not uh, not the pitcher that you think uh, Pittsburgh can make a run at this. So yeah, uh, you'd be looking at things Dodgers related, minor, even minus two and a half uh, on the on the uh, alternative run line might be the play there. Um, so I think that's all the games handicap. Moonaf, we will yeah. get to our lock and dog in uh, one minute once I've told you um, about uh, IP vanish. Um, did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Uh, without the added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes, which is why we at SGPN use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. So things like your passwords, communications, browsing history uh, won't fall into the wrong hands. It'll conceal your physical location as well, making you virtually invisible online. Yeah, you can use IP Vanish on any device you like. Uh, no limits to that. Uh, use it on your Fire Stick as well when you're streaming as well as your uh, computers, tablets, phones, etc. Um, IP Vanish are offering um, 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee, which is the equivalent to getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is really easy to use. Uh, one tap of a button, you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP to claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com SGP. Okay, Moonoff, that was good. I feel confident we have solidly handicapped those games. Um, things look pretty clear. Uh, give us your lock and dog. What have you got? Yeah, for my, <clears throat> sorry, uh, lock. Um, I'll start with my dog here because there's a couple of dog prices that I did like here. Um, A's were one of them I did like. I'm going to go with the Giants tomorrow. Um against the Philadelphia Phillies against Ranger Suarez. I just don't trust Suarez. I know uh, Jacob Eunice has, he struggled a little bit as well, but I think that just Suarez has been overall bad and Phillies are, are kind of in a downward spiral as well. I'm hoping that the Giants found some of their offense um, in those late innings against the Cincinnati Reds where they were struggling throughout the weekend. They're score some runs, but um, now you get to go over to Philadelphia. You've had a day off. Um, I don't think they play today, do they? No, they don't play today. So actually they are playing right now 2-0. But I, I think that, you know, I'm just going to fade Ranger Suarez here. I'll take the money line price here on the San Francisco Giants plus 110 as my dog. Um, For my lock, um, I got to fade both of these pitchers here, Malcolm. I'm going to take the over in the Washington Nationals in the New York Mets game. Uh, Patrick Corbin is really self-explanatory. Um, I know he has does have two good starts against the Mets, but I think that um, being on the road, 
maybe the vets figure something out about Patrick Orgman. He gives up early uh, runs to the uh, Mets. And then again, Trevor Williams, like we mentioned, winless so far this season with, I think his ERA was above four. Um, and again, we talked about how well the, the, the Washington nationals have been hitting and scoring runs, especially on the road. So Things might be a game where we see some fireworks early and this gets over the number of nine. So for my lock, Nationals and the Mets over with uh, Patrick Corbin and Trevor Williams on the mound. And then for my dog, I'll take a stab at the New York, sorry, the San Francisco Giants uh, against Ranger Suarez uh, in the afternoon. Okay, nice. Um, the first, I was panicking then because the first two uh, teams that you mentioned were the two that I've written down. I've actually got um, two plus price uh selections to give out here so don't really matter what order around and I give it I've got the Giants um, I had them written down at plus 25 but when I was seeing round about plus 110 um, for the reasons you just gave Suarez has been costly to follow lately uh, and I think uh, with Junis being steady on the road I think the Giants are in a good position plus the Phillies have just been uh, underwhelming uh, over the last couple of weeks as well so I'll take the Giants to turn the Phillies over. And the other game you mentioned was Auckland. Auckland's a plus 120. Um, Christian Javier, uh, questionable on the road. Um, yeah, and I like Frankie Mantas. Um, Auckland don't score many runs. You could have to carry a little bit of luck. Um, but yeah, why not tomorrow for the Auckland days? Uh, so Auckland and San Francisco, uh, both a plus money for me. Uh, and that's it done, Moonaf. Um, what's happening with the basketball? Are we... Uh, are we into the, the final series? Has it started yet? Yeah, we're down to the NBA Finals. We're starting actually on Friday. No, sorry, Thursday. Um, it's going to be the... been going on for months, Moonaf. Yeah, we How started in April. We started in April. Um, so we're now now we're down to the NBA Finals. So it's, uh, it's going to be the Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors. So that's going to kick off on uh thursday game one so definitely looking forward to the nba finals a lot of uh content coming for the nba finals throughout this week so uh definitely uh, look out for that sorry yeah, you touch eyes are out. i'm sorry well that seemed to be uh <laughs> that happened that happened about three months ago from what <laughs> i can remember um yeah i'm looking forward just to focusing on the baseball now like you say the yeah. The football's finished for me, but the main focus for me with the football is to try and get my hands on a on another season ticket for Newcastle because there's a there's a waiting list of about twenty five million people now. Now that we've won a few games, everybody wants a ticket. Uh, so I've got one, but I need another one. Um, or uh, poor little Bob's going to be sorely disappointed when I disappear to the match by myself every Saturday and he has to sit in the house. Uh, so I'm going to try and do that. But apart from that, I'm going to look forward to the to the baseball and try and get those. Get that fifty percent up to fifty-five. That's the year. Uh, we'll go brick by brick, Moon. After when we hit fifty-five, we'd get it to sixty. Um, thanks everyone for listening. Like, great review. The year, uh, the little green arrows are going up the charts for the MLB Gambling Podcast, which means we're doing something right, and it means you're playing your part as well. So we appreciate that. Uh, download the app if you haven't, uh, and get across all the content that's over there. Um, we'll be back the rest of the week. Looking forward to it immensely. Uh, thank you very much, Moonaf. And we will see you down the road. Cheers.